Do. do you say and, that because you don't want to say something else? Yeah, because you because you caught yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shift Gets Real. We're back again. Yes. And what are we talking about this time, Mr. Snowden? Today we're talking about how shit has been scrambled and uh, mixed up because of having babies. Yeah. Basically. How we've realigned our lives. Yeah. Around children. Yes. Because let's be real, when you are living the single life and you don't have children, life is different. And when you have children, no one hands you a manual and says, study this. Right. Um, And you have to kind of figure it out. You're making shit up as you go, man. Yes. And we have three children, Mm -hmm. and we're still making shit up. Completely. Every single day. Like, I have no idea what we're doing. No. At all. (laughs) This is my serious We still have (laughs) some form of um, understanding around the things that are necessary, though. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to talk about, you know, how things have changed and what we've had to do to kind of get back on track at least. Yeah. Yeah. with understanding, you know, what life is like and can be like with children. Absolutely. I do have one quick question, and this is for you because I need help or for all of our, our viewers. Um, what the fuck spectrum of green on the color palette are people waiting for at the stoplight before they go? I'm just... Does that have to do with? I'm just because I had to get that out. Like I've been very frustrated in LA. Like people do not go at a green light. Okay. There's like this massive delay, and it makes my helmet hurt. Okay. So y'all answer that question in the comments, and then type irrelevant (laughs) (laughs) hashtag irrelevant next to it, please. Yo, I had a question. This is bothering me. I need help. Okay. Back to the subject (laughs) hand. I think that's the same shade of green that parents are trying to figure out when they're dealing with their children. Yeah, like, right. It's elusive. Okay. It's elusive. <laughs> anyway, um, I know for me, so much has changed. Um, I have I sh- have always struggled with like my time management, mm-hmm. and that's something that I have been working very hard um, to be better at. Mm-hmm. But you know, I just procrastination is just it's always like oh you can just wait yeah i know the pressure you can't do that when you have kids you can't children thrive on consistency um and their circadian rhythms are also very acute circadian rhythm word of the day that actually means it's the sleep uh pattern and timing of a human or mammal Yes. So that means every day at nine o'clock, you can guarantee that they'll go to sleep if that's your bedtime. Mm-hmm. But if you stay up at until 11 o'clock with the children, guess what? They're still getting up Yeah. at the time that they normally get up. So there is no weekend versus weekday. There's no Friday night <laughs> staying no, up yeah, late, there's sleeping no weekend in. Hours. Yeah, it's just... None of that actually exists. It doesn't. So I've had to learn that 
procrastination is not going to help you with your it's schedule. Epic fail. Yeah. I, and I think too, it's it's a way to like create a schedule or a uh, a pattern. Pattern. I don't know what planet he's from. Pattern. Okay. If y'all say pattern, hashtag wrong in the comments. No, if you say pattern. It's not pattern. 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 Yes. Okay. Pattern. This, this, what's happening here? <laughs> I'm going to teach the children to say it correctly. Clearly, yeah. You don't want to teach them from my, my uh, this vernacular. This man is so smart and um, cannot say better. I'm sorry. Can you say it a little bit louder? No, the mic ahead. did not pick you up. What were you going to say, sir? That's, uh, it's, so it's, it's, it's crazy to try to figure out how to, um, you know, build this framework, a consistent framework while empowering the children. Cause what happens is you actually can, can create dissonance. You can take away the autonomy that is a human requirement for peace and solace. You know what I mean? So it's been very challenging. I think one of the ways we've been able to kind of um, move through that is because we travel so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've traveled, Ashley and I have been to, I think about 13 countries collectively yeah. when you add it together, which is pretty dope. So you had a couple solo, I had a couple solo, and then the rest we were always together. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, our babies have been with us since they were born. I mean, Neo was just the youngest. Three weeks. Three weeks. Like, we were waiting on him to get the passport picture done. Day after he was born, we were at the passport office. Trying to apply. You know, when the babies, you, both parents have to come. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we were like, yeah, we need that passport. So we were, what Mexico? What city was it in Mexico? Was it Cosmo? Riviera Maya. Riviera? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we went to Mexico. When he was three weeks old. And we were like, the trip was booked. Everything was in there. Like, we had to go. Um, but be because of that, though, like they've been part of the journey. So yes. it's always been like the regular thing to travel with us. Yeah. Um, and it's fun for them yeah. right, to see the new things, the currency languages and all this good jazz. Yeah. And because of that, too, I think I know I'm not really affected by jet lag as much, mm -hmm. but we pay attention to the timing right. and things. And right. so we try to do things to intentionally reset yeah. when we do travel that way we can still enjoy and not feel like we got to sleep all day singapore you know? was actually the, the easiest so um when we went to singapore uh they from the east coast when we were on the east coast they were plus 12 hours mm -hmm. so it was a complete 12 hour offset so literally if we could just stay keep them awake for an extended amount of time and the plane does that too because they help you as you as you yeah. move. It was easy for them because they actually help reset your circadian rhythm yeah, as you're moving through the time the, zones. The um, the yeah. lighting mm -hmm. in the plane mm -hmm. um, and the meals are at different times yeah. and yeah. yeah, they really do support that. It's um, actually hotter when you just go like to a two or three hour offset. That's actually yeah, hotter. So like yeah. New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So big uh, middle finger to all the airports that are not dad friendly, uh, by the way. Uh, you guys do not think about how dads have to carry all the fucking strollers and all the bags. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, or mom. Actually, LAX. Sorry, LAX. Y'all suck too because when we lived on the East Coast and mm -hmm. I was coming to visit my sister, mm -hmm. they would not let me take um, the stroller to the gate. Oh, right, right. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? What does any mom do with it? I obviously already am carrying one on my back, mm. but now I have to what, carry the other one through. And they were like, oh, you can just use one of the strollers over there. And they had like a, a public section. Those shitty strollers. They all never clean a white Well, one. and they didn't really fit my bags and stuff that I also had to take. So it was just, it was a nightmare. I remember running through the airport with one in mm -hmm. one hand and... 
praying that the stroller got where it was supposed to go and literally in tears because I just wanted my double stroller and not having to carry yeah. any child through the airport. So y'all, we have this uh this is this is a bit of my challenge. Like I got to do everything extra. So the stroller we have is the uh City Select Jogger. It's got the double seats that detach. It's got the double um smooth ball bearing steering in the front. It's got the remote handbrake. Got the whole shit. Um the problem with this stroller is it doesn't fold down that small, and the duffel bag they give you is fucking huge. Yeah, and the stroller is not light. It's not light at all. It is not light. So when we travel, you have these two seats that you have to take off. You nest them, and then you fold the frame in half. And you have to take the wheels. I gotta take off. the wheels off. All like it's not it's a lot. A airport friendly. It's not at all. That <laughs> the airport that um that stroller was not, and so. We would get. We literally had. To, we had to get there three hours early to the airports. Yeah, so we can take our time, get through mm-hmm. to our gate, and then have enough time to disassemble. Disassemble the stroller <laughs> and pray they didn't tear our stuff up because you right. know they're always caught on camera throwing people's yeah, shit all around, and they just really don't well, care. Well, with that bag, remember my duffel bag? It didn't stop the zipper, bro. I didn't understand how the zipper broke because they don't care. They don't care. But yeah, you have to go early because we have to go early because we have to make sure that we're not rushing because that will um, create anxiety with our children. Yeah, um, and it does. it does, right? And we have to uh, leave time to answer all the questions about this new environment that they've never seen before. My son is the most curious person walking through the metal detector. He stand, he'll stop in it, and it'll make it beep. The conveyor belt, this you know, they put the luggage on. Like, everything is a question, um, and we kind of preface that everyone behind us will be pissed off. Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, so with travel, I think we've just, um, because it's been a part of us, it's not been a thing to get them to do. Yeah, um, but for all the people that do or may be afraid to travel with children, it's actually a really good experience, especially when you plan ahead. Yeah. Um, packing <clears throat> snacks that are, you know, in smaller packages mm. so that the children can eat. Making sure that you have um, some sort of... Ooh, who threw up on the plane? Probably me. No, it was Natty. No. Was it you throwing up on the plane? I threw up a couple times on the plane. No, nah, that's because, well, I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was a name new when we was going to Singapore. I don't remember. But it's very important. So you guys, if you guys have a, a special diet um, or a diet that your body is akin mm-hmm. to, you mm-hmm. will want to, to her point. I was just yeah. underscoring your point about, you know, bringing your own food. Yeah, I mean, it's important. And, you know, don't bring a big old bag of it because, you know, some things can't Don't bring, through. like, you can't bring um, things with seeds. So don't bring no oranges. Don't bring a bag of apples. Or if you do, just finish it before you get to customs because you yeah. can't bring that stuff through. Right. Um, or you can buy it inside the airport, but you can't bring it to. Yet, so before the security, they'll make you put it, throw it away. You yeah. can buy it after once you're inside because it's been scanned or deceded. <laughs> I don't know the difference between. You never know what they're going to do. Every airport is different, it is. Um, even though it shouldn't be. But people are different. So mm-hmm. some things will get passed and some things won't. But you don't want to have to take that gamble. So just you know, practice packing accordingly. But yes, having your own snacks and stuff, because like the meals, unless you pre-plan and pre-order the meals, which you can do, Mm -hmm. just requires a phone call and, you know. On your ticket selection. Yes. Um, But even then, you still don't know exactly what you're going to get. And it may be something that's gluten-free and dairy-free, but you don't like the thing, you know. So having a backup for that, 
Um, and then also just like devices or books or coloring bags or just some sort of travel activity Something pack. Tactile, yeah. Yes, for the children. They make all kinds of cool things these days that you yeah. can um, set up so that there's like a little mini desk or mm-hmm. there's like a little mini place that you can put your feet up or, you know, just making it as comfortable as possible for your children will make the flights more comfortable for you, especially when they're like, 21 hour flights yeah and just keep in mind guys like right now arrest the idea that your child's gonna sit in a upright chair for the next 13 hours straight with no complaints just get that out of your head um so to your point make sure you get the when you pick your flights make sure it's got wi-fi wi-fi on it some of the international flights do carry wi-fi on the on the Flight now. I remember when I went to London, I was surprised because typically internationally you can't get the Wi-Fi once you get so far over the uh, the ocean. But this one had it the whole flight. Yeah, you can like, also download. Yeah. Like if you can't get you can Wi-Fi, pre-download yeah. any of your child's favorite shows, um, or try to find games that don't require um, connectivity. The internet, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then also just one to your point. Don't get so married to the idea that the flight is supposed to be you sitting in your chair the whole time. Like it's actually better for all of you anyway to be moving around. To lap the plane. Yeah. You're going to lap the plane. Because one, I mean, it's good for your circulation if you're just sitting there forever. You know, mm-hmm. that's not good for your circulation. But then children. As Neil said, sitting for 100 minutes. 100 minutes. <laughs> 100 minutes in our son's language is a very long time. And it is a long time. It is. It yeah, is. it's just under two hours. It's a long <laughs> our time. Our podcast be 100 minutes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, like t- taking them, walking with them around the plane. Um, if you are a germaphobe like me and... You don't want to touch anything. Make sure you're bringing your um, disinfectant wipes. Bring a jar. Bring a large ass jar of it. How many cans of hand sanitizer we go through? Not cans. We buy the packs. It's a can. I feel like a damn can. Yeah, you just buy the little packs and you can take them out and they slide nicely into your bags or whatever. But yeah, have quite a few of them so you can wipe the seats down, wipe the trays down. That way you're not freaking out when your child is licking on the uh, window or whatever random things that they like to do. Um, The toilets, you know, that can be kind of a scary thing. This is why we do diaper. They just got to use a diaper. Yeah, well, Nenu will not be using a diaper, but she's not as, like, it. she can be reasoned into using the bathroom, (laughs) you know, even if it's scary for her. Neo, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, So either a diaper um, that he can pee into and then we could throw the diaper out Mm. or um, some nice um, toilet seats and uh, toilet seat covers. Yeah, yeah. That way, if he needs to hold on, you're not. Passing out. Yeah, the amount touching. of shit that your children touch using that's like, why, son? Like, why yeah. are you touching all Even the, like, like the changing tables. If you can, <laughs> the best thing to do is to try to uh, book your flight early enough so that you can get the front seat if you're on an international flight. Mm-hmm. The front seat that has the. Um, yeah, so uh, if you guys know, it. on an international flight, the very, very large planes, I think it's the 767, the pretty big, um, or 787, there's bulkheads. Um, that divide the plane into several sections. Usually, it's about four to five sections, and you have three, four, and three wide, and about four sections long. Um, in each section, it's a different cabin. 
status, if you will, sometimes it's like they obviously you have business class, first class, and you have like economy, and then like you're on your own in the very back. <laughs> That's where the tail starts to narrow. That's this, for the people that book their tickets super late. Super late, or you just want a cheap, a cheap flight, you don't give a shit, you're just trying to get there. And this is stuff we've learned over just by traveling so much. So do not pick the aft, which is the rear of the plane. The tickets will be cheaper, but the amount of aisle space gets cut because of the back of the plane curves. Yeah. Anyway, to Ashley's point, the bulkhead that divide the wall that divides each section is dope because there's actually uh, cots that fold down and you can put your baby on. Um, and they're usually reserved for people. If you have an infant, you can request. They may cost a bit more. No, I think is it, the uh, same? it depends. It? It, out of the U.S., no. Well, it depends on what airline, though. Because if it's out of the U.S., but you're still on Singapore Airline or China Air or Qatar Airline, it's okay. I feel like I remember it. Um, like when we were flying back from countries, mm. they were far more accommodating oh, in course. terms of like, oh, you have a family. OK, we're going to talk and see if we can get you guys in the seat. It's not even something we had to request. They were right. just like looking at us and saying, oh, you have a family. You guys need the seat. Because they know don't nobody want to hear a yes. kid crying for 13 hours. Exactly. So they're, they're way more accommodating. But you may have to request or purchase a mm. special um, seat. Um, to be in the front, but it's also for people who may have disabilities or yeah. you know some other um, special need, and so depending on how many of those are available, yeah. you may or may not be able to get them unless you book it. In That's advance. true. And the trade-off is, of course, like your leg room's a bit compressed because the bulkhead you can't put your feet under a chair because there's a wall there. Um, yeah, but sometimes they, they're wider. Sometimes, so you can like actually stretch out can, more. Can. You know, it it really does depend on the plane. Or if depending on how you're seating. Um, it was Ashley, seat, seat, me. I put my leg up, Ashley put her leg up, and the babies could play on the floor. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah. They could play on the floor right there, so they had to, like, literally their own play pen. And if you can, um, either purchasing an extra seat, mm-hmm. you know, if you have the economy, um, yeah. or, you know, when you, once you um, board the plane and take off, mm-hmm. Get up and go look and see if there's some extra seats because usually they don't care if the plane isn't that full. Yeah, you can get a row after after you after you take off. Yeah, yeah. and that will save you some sanity because then you can actually get Straight comfortable up. and stuff. So those are just a couple little tips, tips. and what, tricks. One last tip too is um, children up to two years old fly free. So do all. Your so if travel. you if you got a baby and they under like go go now because it don't cost their the lap babies once they get to three years old you're paying for um, that. They're, you're gonna pay you charge you a whole ass seat. Yeah. Sometimes they'll charge you a child rate, which is still like 80% of the, the full ticket value, which it's the same amount. So, yeah. And go. some people like, even some people will pay for the child seat, even if their child is under the age, just because they, they want, want the that space. extra seat. Mm-hmm. So if you're traveling on a budget and you have a child, do so before the age of two. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> that smoothie is sticking. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, then... Pay for that extra seat so that you can have some sanity. Yeah, indeed. I'm saying now what? Oh. <laughs> I still don't. Sorry. Question still remains. Yeah. So I think what else has changed, man? Um, I think with having children, children, <laughs> children, uh, sleeping and sex has definitely been very different. Like, I don't understand. Like, my our kids make, like, alphabet shapes when they sleep. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they, <laughs> they literally put their body in every out letter shape. I can't understand how we go to sleep all facing, all heads facing, you know, the east, feet, like, and then all of a sudden. Or how we go to bed 
and separate beds and separate rooms and wake up <laughs> with an alphabet letter yeah. <laughs> between us. Like, th- I think that's more. So Ashley and I, obviously we sleep in our bed. Baby girl is in her side cot. The two twins are in the bed. And then somehow, to your point, we got the letter P or W, the most complicated, pointy ass, uncomfortable ass letter you could have sleeping <laughs> between you. Yeah. Like, how do you even sleep in that position? Yeah. And it's interesting because on the one hand, I enjoy when we're all together. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that they're here and I don't know, it's just something beautiful about mm-hmm. <laughs> see his face. It's clearly not as beautiful to him. Uh, no, it is very beautiful. It just it's, I it, mean, it's blocking though, man. I mean, yes, it is. And so then we do things to put them like let them fall asleep in your bed. Or let them fall asleep in their bed. They mm-hmm. get up. You put them back in their bed. Right. You know, things like that. If we're not too tired, though, to get up and put this them true. back. So, yes, um, children can be very um, blocking to... You can say cock block. To <laughs> sexual endeavors. <laughs> they can mess up your game. Yeah, them. yeah. Especially um, Naughty, because she's still nursing. and. Yeah. You know, if she wakes up, it's like, and she's so rough. You she's know? very heavy handed. She's just like, I don't care what you're doing. The articulation over. of your nipples, like, I don't even understand how she pulls that I far don't away. This like is like, it. wow. I don't like it. She is just so rough. <laughs> oh my goodness, just thinking about that. Um, but yes, that that has definitely changed. I know for me, when I first uh, became a mom, it was very hard for me to kind of back to time management a little bit. Mm-hmm to figure out how to take care of myself mm. and the baby. Yeah. You used to go days without taking a shower, man. Days without taking a shower. I'm like, boo, you going to wash your ass? Days without brushing my teeth. <laughs> days without washing my hair. Um, it was. And y'all, I used to feel so bad because it's like, as new parents, and, and by the way, it's it never gets old, right? I mean, every, it's the same thing, but yeah. there's this time specifically for a man where there's not a damn thing I can do. There ain't shit I can do. I mean, obviously, I, I'll take care of the house. I'll do the dishes. If I can cook, I'll do all of that. But the baby only wants you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like nothing, and the baby won't let go. You can't, you are pooping. You're taking the shit, and the baby's in your lap because yeah. she won't let go. Like, it's, and I can't, I, I can't even take the child because it's like this. And this is like for the first, I would say it's not the first, like probably six months. It's yeah. super. Well, it super. it really depends because I think um, with <clears throat> Nenu, who was our firstborn, it was extreme. Six now. Yes, it was an extreme because though you took your two weeks, I think, off. Oh, when my maternity? Yeah. <laughs> I took maternity. You went back. It was just her and I. Yeah. And I would be scared to go get in the shower because, you know, babies. They're can, brand new, man. Yeah. yeah. They, what if she stops breathing? What if she poops on herself? And what if she's crying and I can't hear her and she starts to Like, you're like thinking of the worst case scenario. And you're just like, you know what? I don't need that shower. Mm. We good. I'll just wait, you know. And mm. then waiting becomes. Days. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably, I probably took a shower every. It was every two couple of days. days. Yeah, it was every couple yeah. of days. And, but um, on the other side, though, they knew would sleep. Like we would go out to eat, and like she would sleep in a car seat, and like we would bring the whole car seat in, and leave it by the door. Yeah. And just like just have a glass of wine and shit while she was still sleeping <laughs> in the car seat. Cause she yeah. would, and she would just sleep and sleep. She was and the sleep. good sleeping baby. The she rest was. of them, they were like sleep. 
Sleep for what? Um, Sleep is for losers. Yeah. It got a little easier with Neo uh, in terms of my outlook on what I could do versus what I couldn't do. But he was dangerous. Neo could crawl Mm -hmm. at birth and would get make his way to the edge of the bed. He would. And when he was, I mean, he wasn't even, he was barely like seven months. I remember him pushing the ottoman across carpet. Remember, strong, just old muscle head, baby. Like, I don't, like. <laughs> he had things to do. He was an engineer. He's, and he's he been, has been engineering. He has been. Um, since birth. So that was, that was, and Neo has like a, um, it, when he, feels offended by something when something really bothers him mm-hmm. it's hard for him to let it go yeah and at birth i was aware of that so like if i took too long in my shower i took mm-hmm. my i took a five minute shower too instead long. of a three minute shower oh he even after you pick him up and you nurse him he's still mad he's still mad so i had to adjust to that and then with naughty um i had so much help and so much support yeah um not that you didn't help me, of course you did, but I had my first um, um, quarantena, which yeah. is basically like, you know, when you have other women that come in and you don't have to do anything. Anything. So yeah, we lived in Georgia when we had Nadi and um, we had um, Nas. We had Nas. And Nas and my um, mother-in-law came, and they just was it. How long did they stay? Um, was it a month? It was like two weeks for. Uh, my mo- mother-in-law, and then it was, uh, a, month. It was a month for, for, for Nas. So, and during this time, like she does not have to do anything. She um, stayed. She did whatever she needed to do. Um, I could actually get up and shower. She could shower. The, they would take the baby, and they one was cooking, and one was doing. Whatever. Laundry was taken care of. The bed was made. Um, it was dope. And I mean, I had a level of economy to be able to accommodate that. I mean, because we've been on this journey, the first one we were. You know, we just by ourselves. By ourselves. The second one, we were yeah. by ourselves again. I but. used to actually get a little salty um, when <laughs> I just did the biggest. <laughs> um, I used to get really, really just like in my feelings um, when other, like some of my friends would have uh, their babies and all of their family was around, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of support. And it was just me and you because yeah. that was hard, you know. It was yeah. hard being new parents and just not really having that um, support system. So yeah. when we could get to that point, I was like, yes, I finally, like, yeah, we finally it made it. It felt good. I mean, for me, like, to be able to just, yo, you know, Nas, I need you to come and just, like, you know, just pay. Like, it was... We had groceries delivered, like everything. That was that was the for me as a provider. That was the best feeling um, because we didn't have that tight family. Our our parents are there and they're doing the best they can, but they're just not the doting grandparents, if you will. Like my mom. Well, my mom is a doting grandparent. She is, but she, but she has but she's to like, work. Do do and then give back. Well, and she has she got to work to maintain this herself, so she can't take two weeks off right. or just know. be retired and come to live with us, right? So I'm sure if you asked her to. <laughs> that would change. Oh, Mama Atkins. <laughs> the question is, right? Do we want a full time quarantena? Right. This is true. So. so, but yeah, that was that was hard. Um, but that was it was. I'm glad we were able to do that. And you know, I, it's always been a joke, and you only can know this being a parent. But literally, um, the more children you have, the more hands off you get. 
Like you just this like you know. It's oh, like, your child's eating dirt. Child three is eating dirt. She's fine. She'll be alright. She'll, She'll poop it out. I mean, child one. Oh my goodness. Let's go wash your hands. We gotta put it in a hand shower. Hand sanitizer. You sucking the dirt off her hands. You doing? I mean, you you doing all? I mean, you ready? Pumping her up with probiotics. Yeah, <laughs> throwing vitamins and shit. Out of yeah. Her. No. Yeah, third child. You're like, nah. She's like, man. She's like, I'm. I've always been more of a hands off father. Like my father, my son. He doesn't. He's still understanding gravity. You know terminal velocity 66 feet per second like he still doesn't understand how shit's gonna hurt when you fall off so i, I just think let he him. understands now but yeah he gets it he didn't then I mean, he was what one climbing well, those the monkey yeah bag? he's always he's been so strong yeah so he's strong. always been um, but like he was one and he would like be hanging in and like doing pull-ups on you know the monkey buys or the top buys or play structure um but he had no fear and he was up he was up very up very high he had no fear and i would be standing right underneath him and then if he had him, I would have one of the children and come back, and he's all the way over here watching Neil about to. I'm like, no, you have to be right next to him. What if he decides to just jump right there? He don't learn today. He'll be all right. <laughs> I just, I'm a proactive, preventative. I am. T- I'm. I, I. It's a risk assessment for me, so it's all about the amount of risk. See, so this is the other thing that we've had to learn. <laughs> right. This is very true. Is the different styles like, I, I, and maybe it's a mom dad thing. I don't know. Maybe it's a personality thing, but yeah. I feel like you know you gotta kind of be hands on right in their faces. You don't have to helicopter them and not let them experience. Boo, a thing. you a helicopter. I'm not. A helicopter. You a fleet of helicopters. No. Oh, are you I, I just watch them experience. You stand back and let them experience. So you can experience. I want them to express their full agency. They right? do. I'm not touching them. I'm not Ooh, holding you, you, them. You, you, you like this. You like. <laughs> He's being so dramatic. I am close. You're very close. I do stand. Like if they're climbing up the monkey bars. Um, or up those little things that you got to go like this. Mm-hmm. I'm like right on the side. That way if they slip, because they always do. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. The minute I walk away, mm-hmm. that's when something happens. Sure. It always happens For like you, that. For you, this so is true. I don't, I'm not And to be clear, that. I'm not like on the other side of the pack. It depends on, really, this is the face you're making. <laughs> it depends on what device they're on. You know what I mean? Like, um, if they're near swings, then I get pretty close. Because, you know, the kids swinging, that's, that can be epic fail. Yes. Like, that will leave a mark. Um, if they're climbing on something and the surface is like, it's got some give and bounce to it, eh, no. it's all right to fall. Not from 30 feet. 30 feet. <laughs> now you being dramatic. Because <laughs> I've been to the playgrounds where they have the super, I, like, I don't even understand sometimes how these um, structures are built with the children in mind. I don't think that they are. It's like, <laughs> why would you put a big opening with the tallest Part of because it has to accommodate every part of every size child is the problem. The kids are big as hell. You have a seven year old that'd be like 130 pounds, so and anyway. five ten, right? So anyway, I just I like the babies to have a bit of uh, agency and autonomy. So I'm a little more I stand back a bit. I do risk assess. So I'm like, okay, the ground not that high. But and, you know what? <clears throat> I think what it is is when we're outside. Yes, you you back up and let them do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm that way inside, and you're flipping out. Why you let them have this? Why did yeah? It's, it's so actually a good point. I outside, in the I'm like, house outside, because like, I can contain and control. Oh, you want to climb up there and get your own plate? That's not a, see. That doesn't make any sense to me. You want to cut this apple? <laughs> Here you go. This Here's is how sh- you pass a knife. 
watch your fingers. Like I am kind of like. And I'm actually I'm okay like with the knives and stuff. You had to teach me to be okay with that because I would I was literally cringing, y'all. I'm like, man, this is a. I mean, obviously you pay attention. Like, Nainu is at the point where I think she's quite comfortable, you know, yeah, with she that. Is. Neo is comfortable, but he don't be paying attention all the time. Yeah. So I can't just hand him a knife and be like, yeah, you cut it. Mm-hmm. I can give him the knife and help him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Nadi won't be getting it. She don't even know what side of the knife is. No. So, I mean, I pay attention to that, but I just, I'm more hands off in the house. Like, yeah, And so for me, inside the house, I'm always looking at like. Um, mess. <clears throat> mess or like the surface coefficient, which. Again, in normal terms, is just the the how slippery, <laughs> the, the, or how much friction the surface has. So I'm like climbing on the counter with uh, this child has socks on, or like has clothes. Like this, there's no friction to restrict movement, and like that's an epic fail. Well, what you do is you say you give the steps, go get the step stool. You know, mm-hmm. don't put your booty on the counter mm-hmm. or your feet or your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they do those things, then I just wipe it up. Like, okay. or if they are, you know, um, using glue or whatever, and you're like, why is that a good idea? And I'm like, I'm going to just clean it up. I'm going to just clean it up. Okay? Let them live. Let them live. This is true. So it's and been so a good you, balance. Yeah, yeah so outside of the house, you're like, let them live. Let them live. bust their shit. Like, They'll be all right. Right. And then inside of the house, I'm like, let them live. And you're like. <laughs> so, yes. This is true. I just yeah. feel like it's safer outside. I really do feel like it's safer outside. I think about... Like, yes. you know, wall receptacles and scissors. I mean, because we have, so we also use, like, chopsticks and we eat. And she was letting them play with chopsticks. And I'm like, man, Neil, he's going to well, stick I, that shit in a okay. receptacle. let me correct that statement. <laughs> I don't let them do anything. They are tinkerers. I'm, so they like again? to tinker. I'm, what's that word again? Tinkerers. Okay, perfect. So they go into the drawers. Neil <laughs> took the uh, grilling skewer, the metal grilling skewer, and put magnets on it. And has now created a crane. Yes, a magnetic crane. Super. Inge- Why would I stop that? I, 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 this is and the then thing. you're like, but it's not a good idea cause because he, I won't be able to find him when it's time to grill, and they're playing swords now. And that's the voice that I'm making when I'm saying this to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem with this is, though, it's a very brilliant, uh, you know, magnetic crane that he's built. Uh, his curiosity doesn't stop there because then he's like, "What shape does this?" thing fit in no this is really he won't stick it into a socket now if he what will happen though and this is where i kind of like you know i I try to pay attention more and not be so absent is naughty because Mm -hmm. if he puts that down for two seconds then she might go pick it up she will and that that has changed too because like with nanu and neo they didn't really get into i mean they got into stuff in terms of like tinkering mm-hmm. but they didn't like try to stick stuff in sockets and try to uh pour water in well yes they did they put they, water water everywhere. was everywhere they all did. the time water Yo, kids <laughs> water Nainu accidentally swallowed a coin once and she came and told me <laughs> in tears because she understood how that was not, not okay and she never put anything in her mouth after that point and of course, we had to fish in her poop. For yeah. Her. So that coin. So just. And by the way, this is a good a good learning lesson. I was a little more. Um, I wasn't as apprehensive of the, her swallowing a coin because obviously she um, didn't aspirate the coin. Aspiration means she didn't breathe it in. She swallowed it, which means it went down her digestive tract. I wasn't too concerned. Um, the only thing I was a little concerned with is is the coin, the disc, the shape of it being lodged in a uh, a fold in her intestines. Because at that point, you have to have it surgically removed, right? Yeah. You just you, she won't pass it. But 
if it keeps tumbling and moving, um, and we because we eat natural, um, we always eat shit that will keep your digestive tract pretty much flowing. So um, it did take. She had several poops. It was like four or five days, and I think around actually actually it's like five or six days. And I remember getting kind of nervous because if it doesn't pass by then, it's probably stuck. And I remember getting nervous because again, she had pooped several times, but the coin hadn't come out yet. So I'm thinking like, okay, it's it's getting kind of stuck. And depending on what she eats, it's, you know, you know, creating, you know, velocity, if you will, in her intestinal tract. So it uh, it finally came out. But every day I had to I had to search through poop. That was like that was that's what I did every day. I just stuck my hand in excavation. Yeah. Just and then like the sixth day, I remember seeing the coin. I I wish I would have kept that coin. Yeah. I wish I would have kept the coin. I, I, I remember keeping a hold of it and then. I, we just lost yeah. track of it, but Nenu and Nia were far more. Um, They're very cognizant yes. of, of, of things. Nadi, Nadi Nadi is like she'll put ball bearings. We got we got these ball bearings. So she just put them in her mouth. But she just, knows not to swallow them. That's I, the crazy part. So she she I think she does it because it feels good in her mouth. One, but then also because she knows how we respond. Because she's the type of person, child, that will pick a ball bearing, a person, put it in her mouth, person, and, and you'll say, Nadi, take that out of your mouth. Or you, and you'll get it out of her mouth, and she'll go find another one and put it in, and then look at you. <laughs> now what? What now, you gotta do now? Say something. Yeah. yeah. So she knows not to swallow it, but she just doesn't care enough to not do it anymore. So she's the one. Like that has changed. Like with Nenu and Neo, we could kind of ease up a little bit with them, and yeah. But now they leave everything behind, and she goes back behind them and picks picks it up, and yeah. she's been the artist on our walls. Because Nenu and Neo have, like, they'll forget that they're coloring or something. They'll leave something out and she'll climb yeah, up and get the it. The amount of hieroglyphics that are on our walls right now, it, it makes my, it, I'm, I stay in a constant state of rage. He does, <laughs> which is very unhealthy. <laughs> wow. Is unhealthy to stay in rage, not unhealthy to color on the fucking walls? Not for a child. Okay. That's an, a parental expectation and something that we have to control, which we've not quite been able to fully manage. Y'all hear this um, Yet. <laughs> um, so what I try to do is create a space where all of the, right, co- you know, every all of our um, projects and all of our utensils and, and um um, manip- manipulatives and things like that go so that I can keep up with them and I only take them out for a little bit and when they're done we pick them up yeah. them. and then that that has worked but we didn't quite get that right away and sometimes Nadi will find things and we're like how did she mm-hmm. how did she even get that how did she even get that yeah it's, you know? it's crazy I, I'm telling you the next house um, the kids room is going to be uh, smooth walls curved baseboards with a drain in the middle by smooth he means like has a um what like a film a three what do you call that it's laminate it's gonna La- be laminate. Yeah. it's gonna be laminate That's what it means by smooth. Uh, basically the whole wall is gonna be dry erase material <laughs> <laughs> and i'm putting a drain in the center of it so you can just hose this shit down and just make everybody get out and just hose this shit down and we're done that's that's an ideal room you should um install fans at the top that way you can turn the fans on. Kind of like when you go through a, um, a car, a car wash, wash mm-hmm. and it can quick dry. Quick day. I, I'll do it. I will do it. I will do it, man. I certainly will. <laughs> oh, my God. He's been talking about that for years. Yo, this is my serious phase, man. Because things have to be clean. They have yeah, to be clean. They so, do. Yeah. Um, okay. What else has changed for us? Um, well, we talked about sex. We did. You obviously want to talk about. I do. I want to keep talking about okay, how so it's what, not what? happening. <laughs> 
It's not happening. It's happening. The cadence of sex has dramatically been impacted. It's been impacted for several reasons. Obviously, the, I think the having the physical children is one reason. Mm-hmm. Like just the, the schedule and yeah, the, yeah. The, their presence, right? That's one thing. But I think we could, that's something that we can kind of fix and, mm-hmm. and, you know, adjust. But the hormones. Yeah. You know, See, like, that's the thing, because to, to that point, like, we could, the problem is you always want to just be in the bed. You only want to have sex in the bed. I can't take you in the laundry room. Can't do it to you while you're trying to, like, cut the squash or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen? To, chime in in the uh, comments that you're having sex in the laundry room while you're cutting squash. I mean, I know they're two separate well, things, like, but, like, <laughs> are you having sex in your laundry room? My, are I, you having sex while you're cooking you sh- I, In my opinion, like, you should, you know, hormone aside, like, if, if there is a challenge creating this perfect environment of everybody sleep and you're not too tired and we can do it before Nadi wakes up for her middle breastfeeding, like, who, that is a lot of magic that has to take place that rarely ever <laughs> takes place. You pretty much have to, like, do it as soon as she goes to sleep. You got to say, and... We literally, it's like a very timed action. And if we don't, if we don't take advantage of that window, then we're stuck with what I call the uh, laying on the side, lift your ass cheek, lazy sex. So, you know, she's stuck on the side. She's got to lift the ass cheek. Go ahead and get it in. And, uh, you know, that's what it is. (laughs) But, yeah, we should be creative. And let me take you on a kitchen counter, yo. Yeah, on the kitchen counter while they're running around uh, coloring on I'm the walls saying if and they stuff. Know, if we tell them to go play. Which you know is not a thing. How many times does Neo come into our podcast? If we give him, he, come, he comes in quite a few. But if we give him like bubble guppies or screwdriver or some shit, like he'll be okay. If you give them the colors and say, yeah, you can color on these walls. Come and on, here, man. you can cut this apple. So hold on. And like, you can climb up on the countertop and get so, it. Then yes, they will leave us This alone. is what you're telling me right now? Okay, you guys hear this? So I just want to know in the comment section, (laughs) okay, what sex looks like for you when you have children, and and should should we be having it? And not no, we don't need to ask them. Should we? I want to know if you do. Actually, I want to vote if because if y'all chime in and say we should, then we gotta we gotta keep our fans happy, bro. Like I said, I want to know if you do, if you are already, and don't be making it up. I want to know real life stories. Okay, because I got a third eye, and mm-hmm. I can tell when you're lying. You can tell when you're lying. Okay. So yeah, it's the cadence has been interesting, yeah. and and it's it's challenging because obviously there's this like carnal need to feel your skin, feel your happy, and make love to you, but then there's the other part where you're just like you're fucking tired, like you're tired, and I'm tired, or I know you're tired, and it's it's not, it doesn't feel okay to like, you know wake you up and be like yo i need some ass <laughs> you know what i mean like it doesn't it doesn't seem fair so it's it's been ashley and i um kind of recalibrating what yeah. this looks like as we have e- even more children i want to be very careful and clear not to postulate that our children like we're sacrificing our sex life you literally again you have to be creative so if we can't do it in the bed or whatever then we need to just do it on the counter on the laundry room or whatever we can Hint, hint. <laughs> he is so married to that vision. No, I'm just. This but is, we have this had to create. Ideas, just yes, a few ideas. Yes, we have had to create, um, n- almost like a schedule, you know, mm. to make sure that we are not not doing it. Right, if that makes sense. Neglecting. Because, yeah, because it can when you're not intentional about it, it can be like you wake up and it's like, damn, it's been 
three, four days. What's, you, what's you backed up. It causes problems. <laughs> it causes sleeplessness. It causes nausea. It does cause nausea. It cause, that's it. That's right. Patterns of nausea. Anyway, I started taking um, some, you know, nutritive uh, supplements mm-hmm. to kind of help, even with the hormones. Because that aside, naughty sleep. Sometimes I'm still like, I just don't want to be touched. I don't want to be bothered. And I know that's not always a product of the situation. You know, being tired and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It sometimes is a product of your hormones are off. Yeah, I mean, I've been nursing straight for six years, so I know that a lot of my self is not myself because yeah. I know what I was like before children. Shit, <laughs> shit. We was pulling hair, really? smacking ass. Sorry, I just remember that day. I just remember back in the day, boo boo. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. And and that's the thing, like guys, gentlemen, like it's. When you're married, you have to you have to keep things in context, and that's been a lesson and um, an exercise for us, right? For me, like for me as a man, not to take it personal, like she's not like her not having sex with me is not a punitive measure. Like you're not keeping ass from me because whatever, or she's not not having sex with me because of whatever. It's literally it could be hormonal. She just don't fucking feel like it. Yeah, she, but or, there are ways that you can work with that. Can yeah. can, yeah. but and again, just like her body is is a utility. At this point, her the body's literally a utility, and so her, again, the articulation that her nipples go through every single day. Yeah, they're really only for. I haven't had. I haven't been able to touch your boobies for six years either. I don't even want you to look at them, man. I, if I look at them, I cannot. So, oh um, right. So anyway, I have to. We can't take that personal. We have to be creative. We have to be understanding. Um, and uh, yeah, just work with each other. Improvise. Communicate. Yeah. But at the same time, I also have to be understanding mm-hmm. of your needs. So sometimes I might not want to do it at that moment. Mm-hmm. But unless it's going to kill me to do it, mm-hmm. then do it. Because if you don't, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be annoying as fuck. <laughs> but y'all dry home people and shit. I'm like, dude, what are you doing right now? What are you doing? <laughs> Trying to let you know it's that time, Scoot man. over. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I remember when you thought that I would put um, Naughty in the middle on purpose, <laughs> yo. That's why I was taking shit personal. I'm like, man, she'll never. She. I'm like, why? Any mother that is nursing her children knows there's usually one boob that the the baby really, really likes. Prefers, yeah. Or for me, there's a little bit more milk production on one side. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she will always go to that side. So, well, not for some reason. I just told you the reason, but yeah, she will always go to that side. So when I'm sleeping, sometimes I don't even like. I'll start her on this side, and she'll end up on this side. See that face? It's fine. I get it now. But I'm saying, like, back then, it was, like, anti-dick, anti- It was, like, no, we ain't, she ain't, no no hug, no snuggle. He needed to read the four agreements is what he's saying. That's what I needed to do? (laughs) Because it wasn't personal. Take nothing personally. Mm -hmm. It was not about you. Mm -hmm. You're living in your dream and your reality. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so. We had to work through it. We had to work through it. had to communicate. And still working through it. It's not, it's not perfect right now yeah it's not. um and honestly like though i don't want our children to grow up too fast i do look forward to them growing up and being a little bit more independent and less you know yeah. demanding of my body and um so that i can get back to you know the way things were yeah you know or at least better yeah yeah that may be better i mean I, we're always going to have uh, a countertop or a laundry room so I'm just, again, just 
making sure you are aware of the available resources. I am fully aware. Okay, all the and places. I look that you, forward to. I mean, because uh, we have we have a Yukon Denali XL, and it has thirty three point four cubic feet of space behind the third row. I'm just I'm just again putting it out there. There's lots of space. It's cubic, which means that your legs will, are still taller than the back. Uh, this is true. However, I think it's pretty much. Uh, Non-significant. <laughs> Point is, you don't care if your legs have to be crunched I don't give a shit how your legs have to be folded up. We can do it. We got oh, places okay. to do it. And with that, <laughs> we are so off topic right now. Um, no, I'm talking about what's changed. That was important. Okay. It was a good topic. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. Well, um. What else has changed? I think that's, that's just, I mean, it's been a lot, man. It's been the travel. It's been sex. It's been, uh. Oh, how we dress. Oh, yeah. Yo, daddy clothes. So. Yo, if you ever see me on the show or you see me in a podcast or in person, my outfit will always fit under like $42. Always. Uh, all my clothes are either from Old Navy or H&M or Uniqlo. That's it. They're daddy yeah. clothes. They're they're easy to clean. They're not that expensive. I'm always getting shit on them because they're the children. I try to stay nice, but they're just, they're just daddy clothes. Don't be blaming the kids for you having stuff on you. What are you talking about? You be cleaning cars and not in my clothes. Yes, you do. And I, I only have these only clothes. What do you mean? This is only saying I got one uniform, man. <laughs> this, you had about four uniforms. Yeah, this is true, and, and including the blue shirt. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, probably seen this red shirt already. Yeah, yeah, not on this podcast because I've been actually very intentional. And yeah, about trying to mix it up a little bit. I right? try to show a little variety, but I literally will have like three or four of the same shirt in just different color. Yeah, men's clothes aren't as cheap as women's clothes. Or, I mean, you can get nicely priced things, but women can find like a dress for $8. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, I think this dress was like maybe five US dollars when I bought it in Singapore. Singapore, yeah. No, yeah. Thailand. I bought this one in Thailand. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and I miss Singapore. I got her like thirty dresses for like seventy dollars, man. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, women can can dress for cheap. So we, my wardrobe is a well. No, you have a lot of stuff, but do not. You do. Do not. It's three piece suits. Oh, this is true. So yeah, I got hella suits. Yeah. You but have. like just you know, sure. And then like you know. I want my shirts to fit, you know what I mean? So it's just, I, I'm i working on trying to get my sexy back to my clothes. I've been unsuccessful. Yeah. But honestly, it's not been a priority. Like I, just I was going to say, I think if anything has <clears throat> changed, it's not, I mean, yeah, we dress different. Mm -hmm. I think the thought process behind how much effort we put into getting dressed mm -hmm. has changed. Mm -hmm. I used to match everything. Yeah. Like I used to have a belt that would match the shoes and a handbag that would match the, you know, the outfit. Mm -hmm. And like I had so many different accessories and blah. Now I'm just like, if it ain't a one-piece dress, I'm... <laughs> one piece. <laughs> <laughs> Do my hair wet? No, I'm just going to wrap it up. I might have a couple new earrings, but, like, I don't... That is not a priority. Yeah, same me. here. Same here. Yeah. It's not just... Until it's time to go out and you're like... Well, yeah, because then you're like, I don't have, have anything to wear. To wear. Yeah. Like, none of this matches the vibe, you know. And so. we, go to, we go to some pretty... Astute venues and like I, I'm like yeah I'm about to put on an eight dollar H and M shirt you know what I mean it's and usually that doesn't really matter it, the, the price doesn't matter the point is though is like it's literally the same shirt I wear every day when I go to Target or Sprouts every other day or like it's it's I don't have any like oh these are my fly I look good clothes yeah I don't have like this I'm the man candy clothes I don't have any of that I just have it's just, I have no swag I'm, I'm swagless I think right now is the problem I think you have swag swag is inside but I think when you 
put it is a H&M it is shirt on top of your sweat. <laughs> and not to hate on H&M because they do have some nice stuff, which is how you got it to begin yeah, with. Absolutely. It just became the uniform. So, Because <laughs> you know what? I could count on it. No matter where we were in the country or the globe, because there's always there's an H&M in Singapore, Hong Kong. And I actually, my favorite shirts of yours came from H&M, H&M the yeah. one with the the ones with the roll. I think you got like six I did. I got like, I got of, blue, green. I got a, I'm like, a, just put the one that roll up on from H&M. That's sexy. <laughs> your, you know, your um, caliber, which you, which you feel like is nice. Yeah, has just it's been recalibrated. It, and so yeah, we yeah. we just have to. I just, I never thought this would happen because to her point, like I was, uh, I, 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 clothes were very important to me, and not that having name brand, but just a style. I always had a style. Yeah. Which is where like my three. I love um, wearing a waistcoat or a vest with a collared shirt. Sleeves rolled up in slacks, nice yeah. pair of shoes, belt that matched the shoe. Like, that's my shit. Like, that is my thing. But I can't wear that going to Target. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's that the things that we do now have changed. <laughs> maybe it's that. You know, true. we, we ain't true. doing stuff that's not, like, kid-friendly these days. So yeah. Can't I'm, go to the park in that. It's not functional. And everything we do is, is uh, it, it's a, an extended labor. It's a yeah. stroller. It's, a, it's carrying children. It's wearing them on your back. It's not conducive to doing that with, you know, a suit or any other thing that's, you know, I'm not going to spend $300 on a Gucci shirt to have my child drool on it. So actually, our babies haven't drooled. They're not, they've been drooly babies. I think what you mean is to have Naughty drop her ice pop on you. That's right. Yeah. Or to be trying to open Mm -hmm. a bottle and the. Yeah, or or she likes to open it and squeeze it at the same time because that's fun. Yeah. Because they like water. They like to see water squirting places. (laughs) Speaking of food, I think that has been a big change too. I remember Mm. distinctly saying I would not be cooking um, more than one type of meal for people. If you don't eat what I cook, you don't eat. What happened was. Guess what? I usually make about three different meals. Three different times a day. Three different times a day, because Neil wants breakfast quinoa only. Nanu wants black beans and salsa and chips. And Dimitri wants whatever he wants. And then I'm like, I don't want any of that. So I'm cooking, like, three different meals sometimes. And that's crazy. And that's mainly because I noticed that the children would not eat. And it would be, like, days yeah, this they is, they wouldn't. People say, "Oh, mm. just you know, your children will eat when they're hungry." Nah. No, they will snack when they're hungry. Yeah, they, they will not eat. Our kids understand the uh, concept of martyrdom. <laughs> they, All they, right, I'll just die. Right, I'll just, <laughs> you're not gonna feed me what I want to eat. I'll just not eat, and you'll just be looking at me feeling bad. Yeah, man, it's their so, children. They really they got that one down pat. Do. So now I make uh, infused smoothies. Yeah. You know. Make sure that they're power-packed with proteins and healthy fats and antioxidants and vitamins if I have to and mm-hmm. herbs and everything that they need in a smoothie. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a meal. Um, and then, like I said, breakfast quinoa. And I got to infuse that, too. Yeah. With the hemp seeds and the chia seeds so that he can't tell right. that they're in there. But, yeah, I cook you do. so much for and, – and not quantity because I know I'm still struggling a little bit with that. But – I just cook a lot of times yeah, and a lot of different things. And even in adjacent to that is like the groceries. So like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think to your, what's happening, the underlying theme is that the 
you know, self being the focus now becomes a secondary and tertiary thing. You know what I mean? Like now it's literally about your family and you have to at some point balance that and not go to the extreme. You know, you don't want to have children be like, well, I'm going to just do me now. You don't want to become that asshole. You know what I mean? Because that's not productive either. Well, you you talk a lot. One, I'm always like communicating Mm -hmm. the value and the importance of eating a certain way um, or just making sure you get the proper nutrition. So they know that their smoothies are medicine basically they know that and they also know that if they choose not to eat a meal that they have to have a smoothie Mm -hmm. since you don't want to eat this food that i've cooked right now your dinner is going to be a smoothie and it's going to have x y and z in it and they understand said in your mommy voice look she put it on (laughs) yeah with the mommy look too like i got on glasses but i don't what you don't (laughs) (laughs) yes um so they they understand these things and they can now make the choice and all of their choices are going to be healthy ones. Right. Yeah. It's true. But yeah, so it goes back to like putting, being able to move through it and, you know, put yourself, you know, still keep track of self, still yes. remember self, but not. Um, Get so stuck that you can't <clears throat> make the changes. Well, whether it's how you dress or, you know, taking a, a, a little bit longer in the shower, you know what I mean? Just to scrub your feet. You know what I mean? Our feet, our feet terrible. They will survive. For an extra three minutes. They will. Yeah. This is the thing. And because of how we're raising our children to have that certain level of autonomy and agency, it's like you raise them to be independent to that that degree. So you have to actually let go to let the effects of your teaching manifest or yeah. be exercised. You can't do that if you always, you know, over top of them. So um, that's yeah. that. And I, I will say bubble guppies does help, too. <laughs> Like when we can't be present, bubble guppies is a safe. Yeah, that that one thing that we said we would never do, we wouldn't be those parents that put their children in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. So it's not a TV. Thank you very much. Uh, we it's just a use, laptop. We use that right. <laughs> or it's a big ass monitor connected to the laptop. Right, right. Not yeah. We um, we've we have. That's probably been the hardest thing that you and I have had to yeah. um. um work through is we getting were, over the fact that Ashley and I were extremely adamant like hell no we're not going to inundate our children with um, what they call blue screen because blue screen itself is not good for ocular ingestion so when you're looking at a, a screen a computer screen or any electronic device it puts off a certain hue of light that is not good for the brain it lights up certain parts of the brain blah 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 it's just not good especially if you're going to stare at the shit for a gazillion hours on end um, so Ashley and I were like, and because we've come from an educational background, Ashley was a teacher. Um, I've founded a charter school and, and ran several others. Um, we just we were like, nope, because I, I, we see the behavioral effects of children that are glued or dependent upon device for stimulation. So we were very married to that, to not having a device. And what had had happened was we couldn't do shit else couldn't do nothing else. we would try so hard to get the things done that were important and it just would not work and this is not like oh i want to watch the football game and she want to go out with her girls i mean like i'm trying to do laundry she's just trying to do laundry, laundry and i'm, and getting and done I'm trying with. to do a call to a client without having my kids screaming in the background you know what i mean i'm trying to close the deal and not have my child screaming at me so it became a stopgap. And so even then, though, I will say we've still been very extremely intentional about what they watch and yeah. consume. Like they don't like Peppa Pig, sarcastic ass cartoon, My Little Pony, sarcastic ass, emo ass cartoon. Um, those are they're very inappropriate in our opinion. We are very keen to ensuring that there's a high level of EIQ, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And these cartoons um, 
and one similar to that do not promote a higher level of, of uh, emotional intelligence. So yeah. we've actually found that obviously you can always count on Sesame Street for uh, good content, but like the which con- they don't really vibe with that much. I'm surprised because I love we, lo- we love it like we love Sesame it. Street as a kid. we love it. Um, but even then, like they um, like their British the shows. British shows are actually very good because they're able to teach lessons. Whether it's Daniel Tiger, actually Daniel Tiger's. Um, Daniel yeah. Tiger's good. Daniel Tiger's good for parents. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It teaches you how to deal with your yes. kid when you can't. I know a lot of people hate Caillou. <laughs> I actually like Caillou again mm. because I watch how the parents interact with that child. So Daniel Tiger's, Caillou. Yeah. Um, Which they don't really watch that much anymore. I think that... The Sarah sh- and Duck. Sarah and Duck. Stinky and Dirty. Charlie and Lola. Charlie and Lola. Yeah. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed is good. That is the perfect show for winding down. It's calm. Um, everything is about discovery and curiosity. There's not, it's not, and again, going back to the format of the human story that we promote through movies and cartoons is we make everything antagonistic. Yeah. Everything is a, it's good versus evil. It's asshole versus saint. It's like, so these cartoons that we mentioned don't postulate they don't they don't create yeah. an antagonistic environment which is what we right now we want our children to focus on problem solving yeah right we will teach you how to deal with assholes in a little bit but right now at four and six let's just learn how to problem solve and so when neo can't get a screw out because he has an incorrect screwdriver he's going to think about how to solve that when Nainu is trying to create her clothing or cut a piece of paper in a certain direction like she'll yeah. be able to problem solve that um for us, that's more the priority at this point in the development. Yeah. Um, learning how to deal with other humans that are, <laughs> yeah, you know, not as, uh, you know, nice is uh, kind of secondary. But yeah. those cartoons are very, we'll put that cartoon list in a, in a description too. But Yeah. And then there are things like Our Planet that mm-hmm. are very uh, visual and they can learn about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the animal kingdom. Um or love. Neo loves they love the the one with the yeah. the aquatic session. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Life used to be one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. that was narrated by Oprah. Yeah. Um but you know, uh shows like that are really helpful. And yeah. then So if they do have to be stuck while she's doing what she's doing, I'm doing what I'm doing, we still at least try to make sure that the content is um somewhat supportive to their development and in line with what we want to promote in our house. Creative Galaxy actually I kind of monitor when they watch that because as soon as they watch that then they go into the recycling bin and they want me to go to the store and buy these things so they can do their projects so just to give some content creative galaxy <laughs> is a dope cartoon which um kind of uh, you know teaches the child and the parent how to use make you know art projects and creative projects off out of shit that's laying around in your house yeah. so Soda bottles, egg cottons, you know, popsicle sticks, pipe cleaners, all this yeah. stuff. Um, it's and really cool, but that's not one that they can watch on their own. No, because to her point, they'll 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 dig through the recycling bin. I'll have cut up. They'll, Neil always wants me to drill in plastic into, bottles. Yeah, now. he just wants he he wants to drill. So we have to. I got to stop what I'm doing. I got to get the drill. Three eighths bit is he likes the largest one. Yeah. And he puts in the extra drill holes. He just wants to drill holes. So it's just like which is really cool. Great. I mean, it's, it's like repurposing trash. Um, or recycling. Slash, however, it ends up back in our house. Being trash. Yeah. Yeah. Still. <laughs> so, like we said, we're still learning. We are. Yeah. We're still <laughs> um, it's not. We don't have all the answers. We don't even have half the answers. We have every like day. Sixteenth of the answers. Yes. Every day we're figuring it out, mm. finding out what works, finding out what don't, what doesn't. We pay attention to that, and we always say, you know what. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know. Um, and being okay to pivot and. Further that, um, you know, there's no template. Even if you get it figured out, 
that figuring it out will be relegated to a specific child or a specific phase in their development. Yeah. So it may work today, tomorrow, maybe work next week. Yeah. The week after that, reset. Neil likes uh, chickpeas for one week. <laughs> and then I can't cook chickpeas anymore. Yeah. You know, but he will eat them like a crazy person every day. Mm. And then he's like, he's oh. off it. Yeah. He's off it. And that's kind of an analogy for just life. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. it's like, you got to be dynamic, you got to be fluid. You got to be okay to let it go. Yeah, I think so. Just going back to um, that balance, though, I think that's been another thing we've had to, you know, work with is balancing how to get how to stay doing self. So, Ashley, is it licensed or, or um, certified Zumba? Which one? Licensed. So you're a Zumba. She's a licensed Zumba instructor, and we had to work together to get it done. Yeah. So <laughs> Daddy yeah. was breastfeeding and would not get off the breast and would not take a bottle. They knew. They knew, excuse me, yeah. And so we went to her, it was an eight-hour class, and it was at a hotel, and I went to this dormant part of the hotel in the lobby somewhere, I think on the second floor, and I laid the blanket out and just laid and played with Nadi, and and she napped or whatever while she was doing her classes, and she would come out on the breaks and nurse real quick, pow, 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 give her a shot of milk. (laughs) <laughs> Gave her more than a shot. Shot of, you shot back in class, but it was like that's what we did to get it done. Yeah. And so, just being able to like, and so you still have to be able to, as a parent, remember the three dimensions of a person. You're a woman, a wife, then a mother, or you're a man, um, you know, a husband and a father. Um, yeah. So making sure that the man party, the woman party, is still being able to be exercised in whatever way. Yeah. Um, so that's important, and to be able to support each other. That. And if you're by yourself, you know make incremental steps to accommodate yourself you know what i mean if you have a hobby if you like the movies um you probably have to take your baby to the movies but take them when it's at their nighttime you know what i mean um bring and by the way they make like baby headphones and uh, you can bring popcorn and you know yeah and the headphones are actually noise canceling no, headphones yeah, so because yeah. the movie theaters can get really loud you know for a baby mm-hmm. and so that could be helpful. That way they can sleep and you can enjoy yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you like to work out or if you have a fitness goal, again, you do not have to go to the gym. Walking is free. Uh, you can take your baby with you. That's free. You can do body weight exercises, squats in house, jumping jacks, all that shit right in your house and still watch a child. Yeah. Um, I do my squats in the shower. Right. So her shower is probably like a minute or two longer, but it's still in the same time block that's allotted for her self-care. Yeah. So you're banging out 100 squats. Not, not at once. It's still throughout the day. It's still yeah. 15, 15. I, I will do f- about, f- depending on what's going on, 25 to 50 mm-hmm. in the shower the first part of the day. And then either 25 to 50 um, in the shower before bed mm-hmm. or, you know, if yeah. I need to do it at the gym or, you know, wherever I am that I need to get them done. Right. I will get them done. But, yeah. yeah. Or do them with your children. Do them with your children. You just got to do it. So, you know, we've we've always said before in previous episodes, there's no excuse. There's none. It's hard, though. I mean, I want to be very clear. It's hard because you do you do start putting everything ahead of yourself. And what you're going to do is you're going to create your own like um, what's the word I'm thinking about? Uh, Not resistance. When resentment, you're going to start resenting the thing that you're pouring into. So if you put your children first, you'll kind of have this underlying resentment. And this is where you hear that. I've sacrificed so much for my child. Well, yeah. okay. I mean, you're supposed to. Do you want a cookie or a trophy? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know what that means. You Your know? children didn't ask to be here. Right. Well, 
esoterically perhaps. <laughs> right, which is a whole nother. <laughs> which is a whole nother thing. But you ultimately had the decision to have that child. So if you choose to give up, don't make that their, uh, excuse me, if you choose to give up doing what you're doing or put them first, which you should, don't make that their problem. Yeah, don't make know? that problem. And figure out a way to, to, balance. to balance that. So either suspend it indefinitely until you feel like they get to a cognitive or, uh, you know, age-appropriate space for you to flex, or um, you figure out how to do it in tandem. It's going to yeah. take longer. It's, it, trust me, it's going to take four times as longer. Yeah. But it When I was done. doing jewelry, <laughs> when I was doing uh, uh, wire-wrapped gemstone jewelry. Probably the worst phase. That was It was very hard for me because I was just figuring out how to be a mom while being an entrepreneur, and I failed. You didn't and fail. I, I failed. What, I was, failed. what failed was... Uh, I wanted knew. to keep everything. No, well, that yeah, because you you never want to sell shit. You want to keep the shit you made. What failed was um, Nainu always mixing all the damn beads up. This is true, but then I kind of got bored with it too. So it was just like it was a total failure. Um, but it taught me some things. Yeah. You know, I took the lessons from that, and now I'm able to better multitask when I'm trying to get you know certain things done. Yeah. And a lot of it is here. It's in your mind. What you want to do, what you're willing to do, the discipline that you have, um, your children will fall in line with you. They will. And I'm going to tell you something, and I'm, I think you and I are both very firm on this, is that this bullshit about I don't have time, that is the most complete bullshit statement of all ever of ever. You have time. You just don't want to. And I wish people would just be more honest and preface that. Say, you know what? I do have 24 hours in a day. I just don't want to give 30 minutes to go work out. And if you said that, that'd be fine. And I think that might be true for some. I think the other part of it is, like me, Mm -hmm. it is not having the tools, not knowing the tools, not knowing that I have the tools, Mm -hmm. I'll say that. Not knowing that I have the tools to make it work. So scheduling Mm-hmm. Before I understood how to work with a schedule and the, the, how that actually would be helpful, everything felt like it was happening at once. I was just like, I can't get it done because I can't do this, I can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I learned how to schedule and factor in that schedule certain things, and also factor in the fact that you need to be flexible too, even though yeah. you have a schedule. Mm-hmm. That was when I really learned how to get things done. Yeah. You know, so part of it is, yeah, some some people don't want to. They're yeah. just like, I don't want to go to the gym, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But then some people are like, I work a full-time job. I do these things. I come home and I eat. And you're not accounting for the times that you're not doing anything. Right. Or, again, yeah, or, you know, social media. If you look at the little time on your phone, you done burn three and a half hours fucking around on Instagram. Even if you're on the toilet shit and, like, that's still time you can be looking up the next product for your store or researching something or taking a course or whatever. Like, there's there's always a way. Yeah. And so you're right. It's development of tools. I think it's having an accountability partner. I know for you and I, like, we push each other. I mean, by the way, guys, we have some great stuff coming out from the student universe. Um, we got some great products yeah. we want to share with you here shortly. And that's because we have held each other accountable we've been and supported each other, each other yeah. you know, through that. And so we've been able to get things done. And so if you don't, if that uh, person for you is not a spouse, get a friend, get whoever, that's going to hold you to your shit. Um, I know it's hard to 
you know, sit there and, and coax yourself. When you're at the gym, you can't yell at yourself to do one more. You're going to stop when you're, you're at muscle failure, right? But that once you hear that other external voice tell you to do, like, all of a sudden, you're about to do five more. Yeah. That's the magic in having an accountability. That's why coaching is such a beautiful and, and important part of the human experience. You cannot get anywhere without a coach. And so yeah. she's my coach at times. I'm her coach at times. When there's things that are outside of what we know, we will become proficient in it to coach each other. Sometimes it don't matter if I don't know what she, I don't know what the hell how to do a jewelry, but I can tell her, like, you need to go do, go take an hour and go do it. And I'm like, I got the babies. Go. Even if you just go in there in the room and just sit yeah. and don't do nothing, yeah. it's, it's your time to do what yeah. you got to do. So give the baby something to do and you do it. Bubble guppies. Thank you. <laughs> Probably, well, yes, because Naughty loves bubble guppies. But. <laughs> they be counting and shit on bubble guppies. So it's, they count, but it's not my favorite. Bubble but she just loves me. it. I think she loves it because of the song. The singing. Yeah. It drives me nuts because they're fish underwater, but they move in an environment that is uh, air based. Drives me fucking. So you see they're bubbles. Driving a, they're driving a car <laughs> in the water. You see bubbles. I'm like, what? this is the physical contradictions in this cartoon drive me nuts. Extremely it violates thermodynamics. But we also know that Sorry. fantasy, right, is actually a very good thing for children to be able to use their imaginations and things, think outside of the box sure. and create these things mm-hmm. and environments that don't currently exist. Maybe one day we will have a school bus that can drive underwater, okay? Listen. How dare I? Yep. <laughs> yep. Tell that to Nikolai Tesla and This is very true. Very uh, very true. you know, Albert Einstein yeah, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, very true. So. So anyway, guys, we we're at the top of the uh, hour. Those are just a few of the things that we've had to change and how we move through it. I think the biggest things for us are remaining communicative. It has been extremely challenging. We've had lots of um points of friction um, as we move through things because it affects what's happening. And sometimes it may be external stimuli or stimuli that we, that are the result of an environment that we co-created without understanding how it would affect affect us individually. You know what I mean? So it affects me this way. I'm cool. I can deal with it, but it affects our different way. And then not checking in can promote dissonance, right? So I think just, it seems very trite. It seems like beyond simple, but it's that, like just fucking talk like just talk talk and change be willing to change yeah if something is not working if something does not feel good as we said just yesterday because we were having a conversation the best result uh of an apology or the best form of apology is change behavior and that doesn't mean you're gonna get it right the very next time you could still you know fuck it up it could be still a learning process but just just make incremental change, man. Everything is a great, a graduated experience. And your children are gonna think you're great, regardless of what this is true. you're, you're doing. Whether awesome. you're sucking and you feel like you suck, or whether you're doing amazing, they're just going to be like. I think that's also one more thing. I know we got to go, but that's one more thing that's pretty amazing. Is that there are sometimes when I sit in my office and I'm doing something and I'm, it's like not working or it's failed or I feel shitty about it because it's not going my way, and Neo or Nanny will come in and like they'll say something and like. You know, Neil or Nina would think I'm so strong because I'm just like, in their eyes, I am doing something that's amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's just a good reminder that, you know, we're amazing. Every single one of you, everyone is amazing. So we create, we create the deficit. Yeah. We create mm-hmm. the, I'm not good enough. We create that shit and you start believing your own story, man. And like that, every, every you know, every, trillion cells in your body start repeating that story that's a trillion times that you're retelling that story yeah. whether it's i'm dope 
I'm epic, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I'm healthy, or I suck, I'm fat, I'm miserable, I hate myself, whatever that message is, it's being repeated a gazillion times. And every time that cell divides through mitosis and has another cell, it's there. Yeah. It's there. It's a quotient. It's a factor. Right? And that's why when I was saying the four agreements, okay. I really meant that. All right. I'm taking this book. Let me get this motherfucking book. Where the book at? It's probably in my room. Okay. Uh, we'll put your that room. in there. It is your room. <laughs> that's the other thing. I, I'm going to garage. Like this, we're going to show you guys when we close out this season. Like This is where the Snowden universe takes place. It's in our garage. We do these podcasts early in the morning because it gets hot as fucking It's already here. hot. It's hot. <laughs> um, and uh, But, I mean, this is what we do. We, yeah. we are by ourselves doing the best we can and uh, just sharing our story. You know what I mean? No filter. Yep. And that is what parenting is about. Parenting and marriage <laughs> and love and, and life. Yeah. Yes. Just figure it out. Just do it. Just do Just it. Just do it. Once again, everyone, thank you so much. Yes. Ashley, where do they find you? At Ashley K. Snowden on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you can find me everything on everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I said it. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to let that one ride, okay? Okay. You can find me everywhere uh, um, at Dimitri Snowden. Um, and obviously, you can catch this podcast and all past episodes on shiftgetsreal.com, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Yes. And if you have any questions, comments, YouTube. or critiques, oh, and YouTube, thank you very much. Comments, questions, or critiques, slide into the Shift Gets Real DM to let us know what you're thinking. And I think that's a wrap. Yes. Oh, and also follow at Shift Gets Real. Um, on Instagram. Yes, on Instagram. All right. Thanks, everyone. Peace.